0: Welcome back my fellow friends and family, this week I bring you a very insightful chat with one of my friends here in Australia on a very serious note as well because we touch several topics and we move from a more scientific point of view to a more spiritual, spiritual-led conversation We talk about mental health in Australia. We talk about how coronavirus is affecting us all as humanity. Where are we going with, you know, after lockdown? Are we going to be normal again? Are we going to behave normal again? What does normal mean anymore? Uh, Do we have to create a new normal? Do we have to ask ourselves whether we want to go back to the life that we had or is it just this the best time to stop, pause and reflect? Um, I've asked myself a few questions after this chat, if I'm honest with you. Well, I questioned all these, you know, uh, questions uh, before when I left Scotland because I was not satisfied with... um, the reality that was that i was living and i want i wanted to change and now i think the whole world is going through a forced process of reflection and be content with what you have be present with what you have and we are all forced to make our you know limited life like not life but our limited lifestyle choices enough for us to reach the happiness that we always want to to get or to feel or to reach the satisfaction that we always pursue when we go to the gym, when when we go to, uh, to work and have goals every week or due dates, deadlines, if you do love your job, of course. If you don't, I'm sure that you're now enjoying lockdown way more than others. But my point is that this conversation, I think, I barely touched it, I barely edited it, it just, time went by, it was both of us very relaxed, uh, I was eating stuff as well, so you can hear a bit of the, of the bug, my apologies, it's not very professional, but I was really hungry, and um, yes, I hope you enjoy, and uh, see you soon. Welcome to Perla Meets the World, a podcast where they travel (laughs) worlds. Jesus. Is this recording? How you describe yourself as an introduction?
1: Uh, I would say that I am ambitious, but also like, like my own freedom. And like, I biggest lesson I ever learned was that you work to live and not live to work. So even though I have that passion and ambition, I still believe that you have to have a life. And you can't revolve your world around that
0: did you feel that way like all the time or only recently
1: no all the time okay yeah
0: and what what do you do for a living
1: uh i work in disability so i'm a support worker for disability yeah
0: nice and is it challenging
1: yeah it's challenging in different ways i've never done anything like that before so it I just wanted to go into it because of what I'm I'm studying psychology and so I thought to get more experience in the field without actually being qualified to get a job in it somehow um because I'm more a practical person so I thought that way and also it would get me ahead before I even graduate that I can work hard now (laughs) and uh do it all now so then by the time I graduate I might have an easier path instead of having to work hard while you're studying and work hard again I thought just put it all in together and do it all at once and then hopefully by the time you get there it will start getting a bit easier
0: okay I start like I'm gonna do like my introduction about you now okay how I met you like, the first thing that I knew about you before I knew you was that you loved criminology and that you love, like, psychos and stuff, and I found it very weird at first, like, <laughs> this chick is not like 20, 22, 23, whatever. But then I'm like, yeah, I also like, you know, psychopaths, sociopaths, and all that like around people's minds, very fascinating because every human being is so different.
1: Yes. so
0: do you think you still have the same passion around the same topics or now that you're like older and older your passions have shifted
1: no I still do have the same passion um, and to be honest like working in what I work in uh, like abuse and sexual abuse and uh, emotional financial physical abuse is like 10 times higher in disability than just a person like me and you. And my main client was sexually abused and went through a lot of complex trauma, which then created the behaviours that she has today. And it actually, I always thought that I wanted to work with, like, the victims, but working with her has kind of inspired me and gone, like, even though you work with the victims and she has an amazing life now and she's, like, a different person to even when I first started to what she is now, um, it still happened. And so it's made me kind of go, I want to work with the abusers Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to figure out, like, the parts of the brain that gets triggered and, like, the different, the actual common links between them because there's always going to be a common link between them all, you know, you just got to figure it out so I want to figure that out and then kind of create a program and put it then back into like foster care systems and like um, like juvenile systems and see if that can somehow reduce the amount mm-hmm. and of the abuse and maybe change it that then that young kid doesn't turn into an abuser uh-huh. um yeah, so that's inspired me, that. And which I know it sounds, like, kind of big and very, like, ambitious. But I think if you do it step by step, it could be possible. And I, I don't believe that you have to change everybody. Like, that's just stupid. That's an unrealistic goal. So I don't care if I only do this for one person in my entire career. But that one person is a huge difference yeah you know so i don't have the real like the thought that i want to do it for everyone but i would just like to do it for one person
0: and how is the situation in australia with the sexual abuse because when we think about australia we never like it's like oh it's a safe country like you know the you know what would you say like the murder rates are like low and there's not much crime there how how is it in reality like here
1: I think in reality it's like I don't know I can't say it because I'm not an expert in it in the sense of that and I haven't looked it up in that sense but it's like any other country you know like it happens yeah and it's a lot more common I guess than people think it is but I can't say exactly the statistics because I don't know I've never researched that of Australia but it is obviously real and it it happens, and it can happen. And the the scary thing is, is like, it can happen, and the person can be two doors away from your home, but we just don't know. You know what I mean? That's stuff isn't put out into society. That's hidden. So, they're every you just don't know where they are. You just don't know.
0: And what do you think are the main problems in Australia that lead to mental health issues? Because I I walked past like a block of like flats yesterday and there was one guy like in the gold coast and he was like shouting to himself and to everyone with no other purpose but just to shout it was like harmless but very aggressive mm. and I felt sorry for him because he was on his own mm. and then also like thought like why like what would be his situation and how did he end up
1: there? Yeah um I think I think uh, society has put a lot of pressure on be yourself, but only in this box. And if you go beyond that box, then I'm going to condemn you. And that confuses anyone, yeah. And that is literally the norm now in societies. We're constantly telling the young kids and the young women and young boys and the uh, younger generations to be themselves, but as soon as they go outside of the line that isn't accepted in society, they then get condemned. Like I really generally believe that freedom of speech is an is an illusion in this day and age. Like it existed more in nineteen fifties, nineteen forties, nineteen thirties. Because even though you don't agree with what the person says, they should be able to say it. But now they're not even allowed to say it. They get condemned where even though the things that were happening in those years were disgusting and how they were speaking was disgusting. They still had the freedom of speech to say it. So now it's just an illusion. And we just like to say it for the sake of saying it. Yeah, But it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. And I think that creates a lot of confusion in people. And then it just go, it turns into anger. Because I think Australians are very angry. Like, towards? You know, to, just towards anything. Like, there's a lot more entitlement mm. and... Uh, if you like think about when you see people when they've been drinking and that like it, there's so much more anger towards people, customer service jobs like they constantly are getting abused and they're constantly there's so much more anger in society, and I think it comes from the confusion of being told one thing and then doing and then told another as soon as they actually do that one thing, But I also think we focus too much on the bad in this younger generation and there's also a lot of good in the world yeah. and media and social media and society now focus a lot on the bad but they don't really show the good and yeah the world is bad the world can be bad but there's a lot of good in the world and i don't think that's highlighted enough and i think it puts a lot of fear in people, Which then creates all of these new things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but with mental health, I also think it's become a stigma. Like, it's so easy now to say, I have depression, I have anxiety. And the people who actually have depression and anxiety, it's a real, ish, it's a real, like, concern. And they're not getting the actual help that they need because... The help is going to so many more different people that the people that actually need the real help aren't getting the right funding anymore and the right help because there's not enough resources because it's become like a a fad, which I know that sounds crazy from a person who studies psychology and wants to, like, work in that world, but I just... I'm not a big fan of, like... um. People putting out mental health stuff all the time on social media and doing all of that. Like, if you really want to make a difference, in my opinion, just do it. Don't make such a Statement. a show of it. Of like, course. just go and actually do it. Of course. And just do it for one person, and that will carry on. You know, yeah. this ho- whole new society just it needs to be shown that I'm doing something. But then that also is creating half the problem. Like, I don't know. I just think for are very into showing that we're doing all the things that we're meant to be doing and we're showing that we're helping with mental health and we're showing that we're helping with depression but are we actually
0: we're just ticking the boxes yeah
1: we're just ticking the boxes but the ones who are actually doing it you don't hear about them like you know yeah. they're they're not really known because they're just doing doing it. They're busy doing yeah, the job, doing actually the, doing it. You know? Exactly, sort of um, posting it on exactly, social media. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're very good at condemning the ones who are actually doing it, but you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know the legislations and the laws and the policies that they have to actually fight against to even get to it. And I think like now, instant gratification is a real thing. And it, that's change doesn't happen overnight it takes a long time for something to change the actual change itself is instant but the the actual creation of the change is a very long time and I don't think that people understand delayed gratification anymore they just want instant gratification and that's never going to change anything that's just going to create the problems again and again and again and again and again
0: do you think we're going to improve that, like moving towards, like now that the society is like collapsed with coronavirus and we're all locked up, like in lockdown where we are, cannot like touch physically with our friends anymore. How do you think the society is going to go from this point? And do you think, is it going to benefit mental health or is it going to affect it negatively?
1: I think in six months time, there's going to be a huge amount of mental health issues. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think now is when we need to worry about it. I think in six months' time, because all of, the, all of the domestic violent people who have been stuck in their homes without escapes, all of the people who have been isolated, and then it was an adjustment, but I actually think it's going to be harder and a bigger adjustment when they are made now than to, they're told that they can go back out into the world, when they can go back out and do normal Thing so it's considered normal now I actually think it's going to be a problem six months down the line of when we go back to what is considered normal mm-hmm. I, I like we yeah because those those women or those men who are being domestically in a violent, violent relationship they have nowhere to go right now
0: they're trapped they're, 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 trapped. they're, abusers. they're
1: stuck with their abusers so what's going to happen to them in six months time what's going to happen to them in a month's time like I think we need to put more energy in identifying the mental health issues in the future because I honestly think that it's going to be more about when we can go back to normal in you know, quotation marks because you can't see me yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. she's doing this like yeah. same, like with the fingers like yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I'm like, yeah. Well, it's fine.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, next yeah. time
0: we'll we do like a video podcast. Yeah, it might be funnier. But
1: uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think we have to worry about like yes, it's it's definitely a problem now. But what I think six months time, it's gonna be even more of a problem.
0: Are we prepared for that? For what's coming?
1: I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I uh, do you think I,
0: there's enough workers like in the mental health? industry to help or to you know to cope with what's coming uh,
1: I I think the the mental health sector is growing mm-hmm. and there's a lot more people being pushed through it but I don't think that we can ever really be prepared for what happens after COVID I think it's a whole new ball game now you know like yeah um it, it's a different ball game, because what I found really fascinating was because I actually when I was a teenager, I went and saw a psychologist, and we really connected and then when I started studying psychology, I just saw her on the street one day, and now she's one like I see her, we're really close, like I see her all the time, and she's in her seventies, you know, so she's maybe in her eighties, so she's had a long career in as a psychologist. And one thing that I found really fascinating with what she said was, because she was like around when the war was on, you know, like, and she said, I actually honestly find it harder being in this COVID because even with the war, like we could still go outside. We could still interact with family and friends. But with COVID, you, you don't, you're completely isolated. And you, and you don't have that. And in Australia, we're lucky because only Victoria really was into like a strict lockdown of six months where um, we have been able to do normal things. But other countries have been locked down like that and they haven't been able to see their family or their friends and they've been completely isolated. So what happens once they're let out? Like that's like putting people locked up like in an animal, like an animal zoo like when you lock up a, an animal for too long and then they go crazy like what happens when we get all out and we start integrating into the world again what's going to be the aftermath that's what my biggest concern is
0: and do you think that's why you think because we talked about it like yesterday mm. and you said to me that you really believe that you know the social distancing the one and a half meters yeah. is going to stay do you think is one of like to just like to prevent craziness when everything turns to normal whatever normal means yeah or you think it's gonna stay for other reasons
1: i think it's gonna stay just to protect like that if this doesn't happen again okay like that we don't have a global pandemic again because we have no idea what COVID is really capable of mm-hmm. like we we just don't know. And we really don't know how long COVID has been around for. You know what I mean? Like, there's articles from 2012 that mention COVID. Like, you really have no idea what COVID is. It's all so new to the world. So I think it would just stay to prevent another relapse. Like, because every time that we get a bit of freedom, then there's, there's a outbreak again, like Northern New South Wales right now. Yeah. There's an outbreak again. As soon as the borders are opened, there's another outbreak. Like, it just is constantly there, and we need to learn how to live with it because we can't be locked up forever. We can't, you know.
0: We have to live be, our lives. Yeah, we have
1: to live our lives, but we also have to do the right things. And so, one point five meters is that going to allow us to live with it, but without having to be locked up all the time, like. Those little things, I think, that are ways to keep it maintained without actually being isolated.
0: This is the first break of the podcast. And I don't know why my room smells like a church. Well, I do know now. Um, I just wanted to say that if you're struggling with mental health, if you think you cannot cope with the situation anymore, if lockdown is too much, please ask for help. There's people out there who literally their job is to help you out, to listen to you and to be there for you. So I don't know what your situation is right now, but you're doing your best. It's not easy and there's help available so please do use it and that's that's it that's what I wanted to say so you, you think that we're never gonna go back to how it was before
1: I think we'll go back to a certain amount of how it was before but not completely I don't think I think there'll be different normals but humans are very adaptable that's like, true Humans are extremely mm. adaptable And so Even like From when we first started COVID And we, what we thought Was abnormal We now see as normal Oh yeah My friends don't you want know? To leave home anymore yeah, like, Exactly They and just panic
0: Every time that they leave home exactly. They're just like I have everything I need I have Netflix I have food I have like you know Zoom Exactly They're used to it now
1: Exactly And that's what I mean That the mental health problems Are going to be coming When we get let out Yeah Like they are now Having anxiety About leaving their home Yeah You know
0: Including like, my parents, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we don't. We haven't seen anything yet. I think personally, but that's just my opinion. That, that I, I can't say that as a overall thing. Mm-hmm. But what I believe is that we haven't seen anything yet when it comes to mental health issues through COVID. Yeah.
0: Who do you think is suffering the most right now?
1: In the sense of.
0: Mental health, like in a sense of like lockdown, who do you think is gonna take more time to adapt to a new situation once we're free again to to go
1: out? I think honestly, the younger people. Yeah. I think it's gonna be younger people, because older people are already kind of isolated, you know, because they can't go out as much as a younger person. They they are at home a lot more because they're retired like they've already kind of adjusted to retirement life Mm -hmm. and to like possibly the partner passing away and now they're on their own where younger people haven't adjusted to that yet they went from a very busy life to being isolated and then told they have to go back to that busy life
0: i can imagine like children yeah now like living their childhood yeah at home because of this how that must be affecting you know their like growing process as well
1: yes exactly like we really don't know what this has created and environment is a huge factor in mental health and and development and in biological (laughs) physical social emotional like environment is a big factor in it it, all you know and our environment has completely changed yeah, so that is gonna have an effect.
0: And still, we're lucky, as you said, because like Queensland, New South Wales, at least yeah. Queensland, it's been yeah. safe for a long time. Look, yeah. I mean, we're like trapped in Queensland, but it's huge. Yes,
1: but exactly, and we really like Australia has been really lucky, just purely because we're already isolated. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> a lot of space it, in between. It, it took longer for us for it to get here and so i feel like i don't know again this is just from my observations i feel like the government have observed other countries in what they did with covid before it even got to australia and they went okay we need to do this differently yeah this and we didn't work to- yeah exactly yeah and because we're so much further away it's been one of the biggest advantages for us you know yeah but
0: Mm. I can't imagine Australia like being like completely like hit by coronavirus
1: mm.
0: like the economy, society it's that it's a huge island as well yeah. and it's like far from everyone apart from the Kiwis
1: Yeah.
0: well even like New Zealand if it happened like the way that it happened in my country or Italy or Greece the economy would collapse yeah. completely
1: absolutely, absolutely and we really have no idea how much money Has been put in to surviving through covid like we really don't know that yet and like i think even like the financial state and all of that like we're not going to know the aftermath of it for like for until the future like for like another period of time like we really don't understand what it's going to do i i think we're all worrying about the now but i feel like we need to worry about the future more than the now in so many ways for australia anyway because we're dealing with the now very well but how much of that dealing with the now and it's sustainable yeah it has to be it has to be at that it's got it's just something like this unfortunately is creating the dealing with it now dealing with it now and worry about it later but it's going to become a later at some point and what happens then
0: yeah. I don't even know what, what's happening like in my country. To be honest, they're going on a, like another lockdown.
1: Yeah.
0: It's expanding, and yeah. obviously they haven't done. They haven't like taken the right decisions, I would say, and there's still people dying. Well, even like today, I told you one of my friends in Sweden just got coronavirus. Yeah. And he just told me, well, it's like a cold, but worse. Like mm. I have a love cough like coughing Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: fever yeah and I feel completely like as if I go into a fight Mm. beaten up
1: yeah and
0: he's a policeman yeah wow but he's young he's Mm. 30 yeah but still yeah so like then like that comes into the picture like is this a conspiracy Mm. is coronavirus real what Mm. happened with the 5G um is this just like does it come from China Mm. what's the deal mm. so yeah yeah. so it's real for sure
1: yeah and I think like you know there's gonna be some conspiracies everybody loves a conspiracy but at this point I really don't think it matters like if it's real or if it's fake but it's the here the thing is it's here yeah. and it, it's created what it's created and we now have to deal with it so it's like I think society again going to this blame game and at the end of the day yes we need to like there needs to be some accountability, if it if with certain things, and we need to take accountability of our actions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when it's this sort of seriousness, really, who who cares how it came about? It's here. do let's stop trying to blame everybody else, and just focus on how we can actually fix it. Yeah, like yeah, people love a blame game, but.
0: Yeah, just pointing fingers at others, yeah. but that doesn't solve anything. So it doesn't solve anything. It's just it's wasting trying to time. pass
1: responsibility onto someone else and someone else onto someone else and then accountability. But at the end of the day, we just all need to work together.
0: I think it's just because they're so afraid of you know, making a decision or to screw yeah. it up that it's easier to, yeah. to blame but others. It's
1: because we all condemn each other. Yeah. You know, like if we just work together and realize we actually have no idea what that role is like because I'm not in that role. I can't judge what that person is doing of course, because I'm not in the role. And when I go in the role, I don't think, I don't think I'd be better at that job. I have no idea what they're doing. Like, and I think that's where it comes down to in a lot of different things with this day and age is that we all think that we can do the other, like what that person's doing better, but we don't know what that person's doing. We just like to have an opinion on what that person's doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. But that's, no. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just it comes you know, down to instant yeah.
0: gratification, not having the patience to yeah. actually look into things, to know people, to know what they're doing. It's just mm. shallow. It's just scratching the surface, I guess. Quick, mm. fast. You need exactly. an answer now. You don't think about it. You're just like, okay, I have a perception. That must be the truth. Mm. Let's stick to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we don't know. We honestly don't know. We know no. nothing. We just think that we know everything. We know
0: nothing, Jon Snow. But
1: we, just, <laughs> we don't. We're a little bit of uh. dust in the world. But we think that we're like the most important thing in the world. But we're a little bit of dust.
0: How do you see humanity then? We are Okay, just elaborate that. Why are we dust?
1: Well, we have no idea what... Like, there's so much beyond our conscious level and beyond our own little bubble of what we live in. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what's above us. Like, I'm a big believer in the unknown and the unseen and the things that I can't feel or touch. Mm-hmm. Because just because I can't see or touch it or feel it doesn't mean it's not there. But how do you know
0: for cer- for certain that it's there? How do you come I, to that I belief? Don't,
1: I don't know it's there. Okay. But I don't know it's not there. Okay. You know, like... I, I don't know. Like,
0: sounds like very, religion, but yes,
1: different. but I, I'm not. I, I, wouldn't say I'm religious. I'm not religious at all. But I'm very spiritual. Very. Spiritual. Okay, can you, yeah,
0: me like diff like, explain the difference? How would you say spirituality? How do you say? How do you see, religion?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, um, it's a tough <laughs> one. Eh? <laughs> Sorry. I, Because religion
1: (laughs) and spirituality definitely have similarities. Yes, that's what I'm asking. There's a huge amount of similarities. Okay. Um, But I see...
0: I'll make it easier for you. Why, why, Why is it that you agree with religion? Or why is it that you reject from religion, but you actually approve or follow from spirituality?
1: Well, because this again is from my own experience. Yeah, no, from and, your own. Yeah. And everybody has different experiences. And so I can't talk for anything but my own experience. Mm-hmm. And I find.
0: Hang on, wait. There's a plane. <laughs> Another plane in my podcast. Guys, coronavirus doesn't exist in Queensland. There's fucking planes at what time is it? 10 p.m.? What is going on? Where are these people going? Where? 7.40, good, 740. almost, because it's pitch black, but let's just wait, like, <laughs> quickly do something, like, laugh, where's your mom, she has such a, like, contagious <laughs> laughter, like, break, well, this is a very nice, actually, 29 minutes, I think this is the right time to go for a break, do you want to do something, like, do say something for a break, while you think about the answer, because I, I can see the smoke. And steam coming out of your head right now (laughs) About the question You have to be very careful
1: in how you answer this question Because Again, freedom of speech does not exist
0: But no one knows you, first of all We haven't even talked about your name yet And second of all This is my podcast And you can say whatever it is that you want I'll deal with the consequences And I do believe in freedom of of speech Because haters are going to hate anyway Regardless Yeah, that's true but, but, you
1: still have but it's to nice be, that you, you like, have to be respectful.
0: Yes, of yeah. From a humble point of view, of I, I. I I Yes. You
1: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: So, religion, spirituality. What is it that makes you feel certain that you don't believe in any religion or you are against religion, but you do believe in spirituality? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I had something in my head before and it's gone. I believe that. Because I, I, I actually do believe in God. Okay. But I believe that God was way more open-minded than religion portrays. As in? Yeah. Because I, I don't actually... Because, say, for example, the Bible. hmm It has been translated how many times? And each time that has been translated, that's a different person translating it. So each person is going to encode that in their own perspective and they're going to translate it in their own perspective. So we don't even know what the real Bible says because it's been translated so many times. It could be completely different to what it actually originally was. Mm-hmm. Yeah?
0: Okay.
1: Um, and I think that God was very open-minded and he accepted everyone and everything and he didn't... But yet, there's so many conditions with religion. And I don't think that's a correct portrayal of God. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the conditions are limiting who God really is. Yeah. That's, okay.
1: that's my... But again, mm-hmm. that's my belief. Okay. No one else says, you know. And that's only from my experience.
0: I, mean, I just... Yeah, coming from like a non school, I do believe that these conditions... I don't know if they limit God, but they do limit us as humans and our human experience quite a bit. Yes. And also, like, encourages us to feel guilty Mm. for things that we shouldn't as well. And I don't know if it's just, like, a way to control us. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I don't
1: know. I just just don't believe that God had so many conditions. Mm Mm-hmm on the religion itself
0: which ones do you think he had or she or it or whatever he is God? I
1: just think they were open-minded I think they were so much more open-minded than what it's portrayed to be okay but I can't speak of every religion because I don't know every religion
0: so how do you see us as souls or humans you said before dust now uh, you're talking about spirituality to believing life after death Yes. Okay, like reincarnation. Yes. Do you believe in Buddha? Yeah, I...
1: Yeah, yeah, I okay, do. Okay,
0: not just to, to have like a basic...
1: I don't have a deep understanding of it. Okay. But I have a bit like... I believe that... Uh, I believe that uh, we have past lives and I'm a big believer in karma. And I think... That's all part of connected, connected to your past lives and uh, connected to your current life. <laughs> and they're all lessons. I just I don't think that the human is designed to cope with the full extent of the world. And so that's why we are on this conscious level and not on another. Because there's multiple different conscious levels, even inside of a human kind. Like, all of us, humankind, we're on different conscious levels to the next. Like, I'm on a different conscious level than you. You're on a different conscious level than that person. Like, we're not all on the same conscious level.
0: How many levels are there?
1: I have no idea. Okay. Because I'm I'm not saying it, like, in the sense of levels, like, one, two, three, Uh, four, five. Okay. I'm saying it as in, like, from different experiences my conscious level might be quite limited compared to a person who's lived many multiple lives in the one life because of that their, their experience and so they're going to consciously think about different things and when I didn't even know exist
0: oh I see Do you know it. what I mean uh-huh. yeah
1: like so I'm not saying it as a one two three four five I'm saying it is like wider we all have different mm-hmm. and just because that person's conscious level is there you can't condemn them for that because that's their experience
0: that's their lifetime so do you think that good and bad doesn't exist then
1: no good and bad definitely exists but the world's a lot grayer it's not black and white let me
0: reformulate (laughs) yeah good people and bad people i know like there's good actions and bad actions but if we're all on our own journey and we are not supposed to judge because we're no one to judge all people's behaviors How can we face or deal with people who do bad things as in that go against our ethics and morals and affect the peace of a society?
1: Yeah, well that's why I guess there's such thing as a police force and there's such thing as laws because if people could just do anything they wanted, what are we actually really capable of?
0: But who creates the law? Are they better than, you know, the citizens, like politics, politicians, do you think? <laughs>
1: this is an amazing conversation. I know. Um, it's very interesting and
0: we're not even having wine. Yes. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, I have beer
1: in the fridge. We have, I, have a, I have wine.
0: Don't divert, don't divert, girl. Don't divert. We do have beer in the, in the fridge.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, and... I it's a fair you know, it's a fair comment and I've never really thought of it like that I guess so it's cool that you've said it in that way because it's changing it, it's making me think from a different perspective.
0: I don't know what's going on, but I am trying to edit my intro audio for my podcast and it's not loading, so um yeah I've been here sitting for a while. Uh, looking at the screen just literally wasting my time but thank god we do have well no thank god thank goodness we have aircon here otherwise i would be dying it's like thirty, thirty-nine 39 degrees at 7 in the morning what i know it's the real feel though like normal it's just 29 28 30 ish but it is what it is. This is Queensland. And this is the last break, by the way, guys. So I hope you went to the toilet. I hope you're well fed. I hope you're, you're keeping yourselves hydrated. Because no more breaks. I repeat, no more breaks. Got it? Got it. So let's go back to the conversation.
1: I guess. But he's a French sociologist, and his name's Michel Foucault, and he studies um the human behavior through power and control and yeah, power remember, and knowledge. Remember, he's yeah, it's, it's more power and knowledge. Okay, and he talks about how um it's human behavior to when because the police are certain, like, they've set certain rules and certain laws and things like that, even when we're not being watched, we comply and he talks about how that's the power and the knowledge
0: oh, I see,
1: the, the power and knowledge reaction, you know, you, you have the knowledge of the power and you have the power of the knowledge yeah?
0: can you have both?
1: definitely, you can have both, but by having it like that you have these ideas to comply even when you're not being watched uh, and it's quite fascinating, he's quite a fascinating I, I've researched him a lot and I really quite found his ideas fascinating and how he thinks that you have these society hierarchy systems to actually surround itself by that power and knowledge and how then society works that it's all based on science he's all he's all from a very scientific point of view okay you know it's not creative it, it's not linguistic it it's scientific um, which also fascinates me because it, it I guess it comes back again to like Adam and Eve like they were told that they couldn't eat the apple from the tree and it's because It was the tree of knowledge. And so if they ate the apple, that would give them the power of having that knowledge. And so even from the first story we're ever told, when it comes to Christianity anyway, it's based around God not wanting them to have the power and knowledge. And then when they do have, when they do eat the apple, they get banished. Because then they have that power and knowledge and it's taking away the hierarchy.
0: And that's why I was asking you, can we trust our politicians to create or put the right laws to protect us taking that we are no one not even them Mm. not not even them to condemn any behavior again based on what you just said to me that you believe in life after death reincarnation we are nobody and still Mm. people with power they think they're more than the rest yes and they are they define our experiences in this world as humans Mm. So that's why how can we face or deal again with good or bad behaviors and acts taken? that, first of all, it's their journey. Second of all, we are no one to judge. Third of all, we might not be able to do anything about it. How can we then face good or bad or be compassionate towards people who might have killed our pet or like someone we love in this life? obviously then we die and you believe that we'll have another life and so on but what does it mean to be human then
1: I actually found the biggest lesson I've ever learned is from my time travelling okay from when I was and what I find fascinating with it is that we all have culture we all have upbringing and that creates differences in the human yeah but when you strip that all away every human wants and needs the same thing we all need water, we all need food we all need shelter, we all need security we all want love, we all want friends we all want family, we all want connection and every single person, it could be connection to something or someone and it's a different form of connection, a different form of love and a different form of friends, a different form of family but we all want the exact same things every human on this earth Wants and needs those things Okay. and I find it fascinating that culture disguises that that upbringing disguises that so yes there are people that do bad things like there are people that do good things and there are people that do the bad things and the good things and the good things and the bad things everyone does mis- like all of that but when you strip it back they're actually this, we're the same yeah, we want the same. We need and want the same things.
0: Okay, so the way that we get to them, is different. Yeah, it can like, be good or we, bad. But we all go
1: from A to B in different ways. Uh huh. And that's what creates the differences, but we all want to get to A and B.
0: Okay, but tell me you more know? about all the lives that you had before.
1: Tell me more about the, all the lives. that Are you been.
0: an old soul or are you still like, in the early stages?
1: I think. I'm an old soul.
0: Okay, but hang on. First of all, how would you know that you had lives before?
1: Okay, I... am. Um...
0: Because otherwise it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why are you so certain, so sure about it?
1: Yeah, okay. So, I went on a holiday to the Sunshine Coast for three nights on my own because I needed time to just stop and breathe and reconnect with Earth and myself again, and um, I went and saw a psychic who then told me about uh, Stephen Richardson, or Richards, and it he does holographic kinetics therapy, and he's part Aboriginal, so it's based on dream time as well, and she said he doesn't care about your story, he will do his thing and then you leave and she, and she went I just think it will really benefit you and so I went okay and so I booked an appointment with him and I deliberately didn't research it I deliberately didn't want to look into what it was because I didn't want to go in there with expectation or or any knowledge I just wanted to experience it without any of that and so I go in there and he asks me what are your patterns in life Like, what are patterns that you constantly repeat in your lifetime? Um, And so I told him. And then he goes, you have a past life connection, you have a current life connection, and you have a future life connection. And we're going to go into the areas, the ages, of when you had these blockages come up that created these patterns. And then from that we're going to discover what past life then it was in your subconscious level to then create what you are now. And then he goes in from your past life and he says, well, if you could do something different, what would you do then to create your future to be better? And you then do that and it, it's amazing feeling afterwards. Um, and you literally, he just he's just holding your head and just doing weird things. And he just says to you okay tell me what's happening and you relay a story to him that is from your past life like I relayed a story of me being Irish in the depression and my husband died and I had children and two of them died from starvation and so I generally thought I was a horrible mother and I'm like bawling my eyes out and I'm the one telling him this story. Like he's not telling me anything. I'm the one telling him this story and I'm bawling my eyes out. Like I'm having a huge emotional reaction to it. Wow. Um, like, and then he just goes, okay, wake up. And that reaction just stopped instantly. And then he goes into what you would do differently now um to make yourself feel better in that and like each past life then had a connection to what this life was of where that came from in this life um and you can't explain you can't explain the experience like it's a very unique experience uh but since then because i've always been a big believer in the universe and like what you put out in the universe comes back to you and the universe will look after you if you just let it if you really just generally feel that and believe it and just put it out the universe, it will come back to you and it'll look after you um but since that experience that has even heightened in me again and i genuinely believe whatever happens is meant to happen and there's a reason to it and it's okay and i'm very i'm very calm about my life now. And I, I, I guess because I was overseas for four and a half years, in that time, I had freedom. I had no responsibility. I didn't, I didn't have a care in the world. And all the societal things that put on you, they, they disappear when you're travelling. They disappear when you're away from home. And then when you come home, you think to yourself, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that like what I've learned overseas I'm gonna keep that like societal F you and uh, I know like no responsibility or the freedom or like the carefree mind but it, it becomes apparent quite quickly that it it's it goes all back onto you again when you're home and then you start thinking do I need to do this? Do I need to do this to fit into society? And I realized that I was doing that and I didn't like that. And so that's when I went, okay, <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah. Figure it, you know who you are, you know what you want, like put that away. But then this experience highlighted that even more to me mm-hmm. and it's made me even calmer in that. And so I finally have got to a place where I'm at home, but I don't. I I am just so. Do you do me and and don't worry about what society thinks that you should be doing or that thinks that you should be having a baby or that you should be married or those are the things I don't want right now. And when you come home, you kind of have this, especially because even though I'm from the gold, like on the Gold Coast. I'm from I grew up in Tweed and I grew up in Tweed when it was small. So everybody knows everybody. So it's, everyone here in my life is still from small minded, small like small town ta- not small minded, but a small town point of view. And so all of my my friends are married or have children and I'm twenty seven and they have like two to three children, you know? And so
0: Don't get me started with yeah. that. I'm thirty one <laughs> and all my friends. Yeah, more being on, yeah. <laughs>
1: but, like, I'm a baby, and that when you come back into that small town view, you do get sucked into it again, you know? And I had to then retrain my brain again to go, no, you learnt this, but when you're away, it's so easy to just drop all of that. So the real lesson for me was when I came home, And having to keep that lesson and to not get sucked down into that and I guess with what's happened this year in my life that has been my outcome from what I've learned with this year in 2020
0: and you said you mentioned before that the universe is here to serve us yes to think then that this planet humans are the only thing that counts in the universe
1: oh god no, no like why is totally the universe mean,
0: serving us like why are we so important for the universe to serve us
1: i don't think it's i don't i don't see it like serving us in that sense
0: no no I, I mean like you know to help us achieve whatever it is that we want if we really want it and we project it and we manifest it why would the universe give a shit about us if we are just dust
1: See I get that's where humans don't have the capability to understand that. Okay. We don't have, that that's beyond our consciousness. Do you think that's
0: god? That's what god represents?
1: Um that
0: force or energy that's actually keeping an eye on us and say okay ask me what do you want just ask me.
1: I think it's a combination of everything really that we don't know about that's up in the that's up in here that we can't see or feel or touch like I think it's a combination of multiple things and you can't just pin it on one thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I think this is where we were talking about today, how humans can't cope with the conscious level of knowing those things. And I think if we knew those things, we would be too freaked out. We yeah. wouldn't be able to actually deal. And so we're not meant to know. Like, we It's a human innate thing to want to know why, to want to ask questions. That sometimes they're the worst things you can do. And by just letting go and letting be, the answers will come. Like, and we're not, we don't need to know everything, but we all, it's a human innate thing to want to know everything, but that's impossible. Like, yeah. and it's the constant finding of those things that I think we get like caught up in and then we go down a rabbit hole where when we just let go of all the questions it comes to us anyway mm-hmm. we just have to let ourselves be a lot more mm-hmm. I think um, and it will come you know like because I believe that your subconscious is really what you should listen to over your conscious <laughs> because your conscious is a lot more conditioned than your subconscious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so let it in. Let your subconscious in. Let 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 what like there's studies about how we have neurons in the heart mm-hmm. and neurons in the brain. Okay, and if we um, let the neurons in the heart and the brain work together, we could do. 10 times more than what we're actually capable of doing right now. And it's because it's that balance of... Like, I don't know if it's the heart that we follow and the emotions that we follow that then create the overthinking or if it's the overthinking and then creates the emotion. I don't know which way it is. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like if we let some of that go... It comes to us anyway.
0: So bottom yeah. line of the conversation
1: is bottom line of the conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. What would you like to highlight? Or to tell people that are listening? Uh, Believers just, or not?
1: Yeah, well they have every right to have their own opinion and their own view on what we're all saying. Like, yeah, no, no that's why, like, what would you to, want to tell them? No one has to agree yeah. or anything like that because this is only what I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting that on anyone else. But I just think people just need to let themselves be who they want to be and encourage themselves to feel okay with that we're not meant to know everything it's okay that we don't i guess what i'm saying is everybody's on their own journey and life is just a journey it can be scary it can be exciting it can be it can be angry it can be all those things but life is just a journey and it, just let yourself be on your journey you know
0: so it was like a long trip.
1: Yeah, just take just ride the wave. <laughs> like I honestly see see life as a wave. Mm-hmm. Like you you go up and down constantly and you go through a barrel sometimes where you, you just fall and yeah. you <laughs> and yeah. then you get back up onto a different wave, you know? Like I honestly see life as the ocean. Like not even just a wave, but the ocean. Like it, I think it's the best Metaphor for life. It's beautiful. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Life can be harsh. Life can and be tough. Ha- yeah, but it can also beautiful. be magical mm-hmm. and amazing. And I think we just need to let it be. Just let life be way more than what society, than what we do. Yeah.
0: Shall we go for that wine now then? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, that was it so i hope you enjoyed as much as i did when when i had the conversation with her it flew very naturally so um i'm gonna take a break though uh it's not that i'm posting every single week but uh my life is not very stable at the moment i'm uh, sorting out some visas and paperwork and life admin that needs to get done and it's a pain in the neck and takes my time and apart from like the four jobs that I have right now but it's just a small detail but other than that uh, I'll be back soon with more content with more conversations chats about nothing I have a bonus track that, I, that I'll upload soon it's a group chat that I had with uh, my partner and our friends that we have in common Marcela it's in Spanish So I'm sure most of you won't listen to it at all. But I think it's only fair since it's my mother tongue to post things in my own language as well for those who are not as savvy in English as we all are. And um, yeah, so see you soon, guys. Stay tuned and take care.